good day, eh? We're Pamela and Tim, and we're from supergoodcamping.com. We just wanted to educate and inspire other people about camping. So today we thought we'd talk about tents, since that's a basic necessity if you're going to go camping. And I thought I would ask Tim to pick his brain about all of the features that you might be looking for in a tent. Uh, so, Tim, when you're looking for a tent, what kind of qualities might somebody be looking for? Well, if you're... If you're car camping, uh, you're looking for comfort and protection from the elements. Space for all your gear that isn't going to stay in the car. Uh, so, f for instance, we just uh, upgraded uh, one of our car camping tents. Uh, and I say one of our tents because we have quite a few tents. We have a tent problem. <coughs> well, I have a tent problem. <laughs> um, uh, we bought a Eureka Kahana, I think it is. It's a four-person tent. Uh, and some of the specific reasons I bought that particular model were it was on sale at Mountain Equipment Co-op. Uh, I always good. like a sale. Sale is good. <laughs> um, uh, it was, it's taller than a lot of, uh, the space inside of it is taller than a lot of uh, other four people tents, dome, dome style tents. Um, and uh, I'm not a spring chicken anymore and I don't like to try to get dressed while I'm on my knees. So, you know, this one you can't quite stand up in, but it's close enough that uh, it makes life a little bit easier to, to, you know, get around inside of the tent. Dur it's, durability? Do you know anything about the durability? Well, so Eureka, uh, I would say Eureka and Coleman are probably the two most talked about uh, tents, uh, favored tents perhaps. Um, with I follow quite a number of uh, Facebook camping groups. We have a camping group problem as well. <laughs> I have a lot of camping-related problems, <laughs> and and I would say probably as far as recommendations go, Eureka and Coleman are the two the two most recommended. I personally don't. This is our first Eureka tent. I've had a number of Coleman tents that have taken a, a boatload of abuse and and have survived quite. Quite surprisingly, um, I'm looking forward to trying this one out. Uh, it's got a, a very interesting design for the for the pool system for the flies in particular. I'm pretty sure most people know what a dome tent is. It's that description covers it. Self-explanatory. Um, but but uh, a, a fly that goes over top of it uh, to keep to keep rain or if you're winter camping, I suppose snow off uh, often also uses a similar style of poles where they they make an X. This one actually does more of a not, a, not a square, but a ring around the outside of it. So what it, it in effect, it creates an awning area. Uh, so you can stand inside without actually being in the tent, which I thought was quite cool. Uh, a lot of times, you, as soon as you do, undo the zipper, you know, you're getting soaked by the rain. This, this you could hide out a little bit or, you know, spend your time getting your boots on, not actually have to take your boots into the tent with you. We actually had the kids set it up in our living room last <laughs> weekend, uh, and that seemed to go well, so it seems like it will be not too crazy difficult to set it up. And it also, we just wanted to make sure that we had all of the pieces that were intended to come with the tent when we received it. As opposed to waiting until the, till the our first camp in the summer and go, oh, poop. Uh, so we do have all the pieces, and it did get set up, and it seems like it's going to be fine. Pretty quick up, pretty quick down, and uh, as a as a car camping tent, you don't have to sweat size, uh, how how small it packs down, or 
that it, you know it, it weighs a lot. Oh, this this one actually was uh, decently light. Well, and we do a fair bit of car camping. We've been doing car camping for the last ten years. Tim uh, and well, we have also endeavored to do some backcountry camping. Uh, we thought we'd start out talking about car camping first, just because it's a bit more accessible for most people. So we also thought we'd mention just our um, adventures in car camping, some of the provincial parks that we've enjoyed and the, some, some of the things that we liked about them, some of the things maybe we didn't like about them. So one of our first car camping trips was to Sibold Point Provincial Park, which is located on Lake Simcoe, which is kind of an interesting park just because there's some history behind it. It's located in near Sutton, Ontario. It's on the south shores of Lake Simcoe. It's about 70 kilometers north of Toronto, so it's easily accessible from Toronto. Uh, Sybil Point has nice sandy beaches. It's got shaded campsites. Two of the major things was that it was it was owned by the Sybil family during the 19th century. The family home was purchased by Susan Sybilt. Uh, in 1835 uh, and then the park was donated to the province uh, and it, inside the park there's a structure called Iden Hall which was named after the family estate which was in Scotland now it serves as a museum so we quite enjoyed the Sybil Memorial Museum uh, and some of the activities that the kids did at the park. So one of the things that we recall was the kids made tie-dye t-shirts the first time that we went to Sybil Point which was kind of cool that they made it with natural kind of dyes. Um, and we just happened to have a couple of little grubby white t-shirts with us <laughs> that sort of fit the bill as far as uh, using them to make tidy t-shirts. And then other things that we enjoyed. So they, the park rangers uh, often run programs for kids for just, you know, interactive stuff. So they get to learn about the particular park, et cetera, but also environmental things, which I'm, 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 we're, we're both big, big fans of. Um, so they did a bottle cap collecting contest uh, where everybody went around and picked up, uh, it seemed to be largely the plastic clear or white uh, water bottle caps. Uh, I can't remember the exact numbers, but it was a ridiculous amount of caps that the kids picked up over the course of the, the few days that we were there. It was a saddening, really was, <laughs> would be the right word. But uh, yeah, it was, it was great. It's, you know, it's a good way to... A, get the park cleaned up, uh, and B, teach kids about, holy crap, look at all the plastic around us, right? Yeah, all the garbage that we as human beings generate, which um, it was great to have had that cleaned up for sure. And the fact that we had, you know, hundreds of them, I think, uh, and whoever won beat us. <laughs> so Yeah, it was some, something crazy, like 216 of them or something yeah, yeah. like that. Oh my God. And, yeah. and all the kids were getting numbers that weren't too far south of that. So if there's all these kids picking up hundreds of cats, Oh my goodness, you know, there's thousands of them there. That's that just nuts. That's yeah. sad. Yeah. So um, the other things that we enjoyed there, they taught the kids some sort of pioneer games, so games that kids their age would have played, you know, in, eight, in the 1800s. We found ourselves a, a caterpillar friend that we dubbed Mr. Fuzzy, uh, and we, we kept him alive and took him home with us, which you're not supposed to remove things from the park, but we found out later he was actually a Mrs. Fuzzy because he went on to have babies. We actually encountered a gentleman who was walking around with a metal detector in one of the fields near the park, um, and that was really interesting, fascinating for all of us, including the kids. That was, it was cool, yeah. I mean, he was there partly because of the history of the place that he felt like it might be a good place to find some old coins and um, old paraphernalia. But anyway, it was it was quite interesting chatting with him and, and fun to watch his process. 
another time, Brandon and I went uh, there and we camped overnight. And they did a haunted house in the in the visitor center, which was fun for us. And anyway, we the pros of it are that we enjoyed the activity programs for the kids for sure. We it's close to it was close to home for us. Um, Lake Simcoe is actually quite lovely, but the the cons we felt were that it was it was a bit noisy and it was a bit crowded because of the fact it's close to Toronto. And we camping is a bit about like escaping from from all that, from it's more about being out in nature, more about being um, away from the hustle and the bustle and the and the noise. Yeah, very much so. You know, I, I, being being an hour, an hour and change uh, from Toronto, it makes perfect sense that it would be busy. And, and through the week, it wasn't wasn't nearly as bad, but, but on the weekends, holy mackerel, there were a lot of people there. It was just crazy. Um, so, you, you, you know, I, I suppose in hindsight, uh, to have realized that we probably would have planned things a little bit different, um, but as far as a park itself goes, and and I will you know give the Rangers two thumbs up every time because they were fantastic and the and the program for the kids and stuff they were just just super informative, super nice people considering the the insanity that they must deal with all the time. You know a little more a little more wear and tear on the sites uh, than a lot of the other parks that we've been to. Again, the popularity of it, the closeness to Toronto, it's not surprising. Um, but again, all, all things considered, it wasn't that bad. And it's always nice to get away, period. So it's better than being in town. We choose the radio-free sections of the park typically because we feel like that will give us a bit more of the camping experience where we're not you know, subjected to other people's radios and um, music. So maybe that's a little tip if, if you are looking for a little bit more quiet and seclusion, sometimes the radio free sections of the parks are a little bit more quiet. Yeah, a little, little more subdued and, and I don't have to listen to somebody's poor taste in music. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tim's a bit of an audiophile too, so uh, he doesn't, he has particular taste in music and, and doesn't bear fools lightly uh, and that's that's all I have to say how about you I think that sums up civil uh, pretty well yeah uh, any other tips about tent uh, I suppose if you were inclined if you're if you're hoping to get it to last longer without without issues like leaks and whatnot I mean it, you know they're made of nylon right so they're, they're pretty in the grand scheme things are pretty pretty delicate Picking up a footprint, which is essentially a, a heavy-duty fly, but it goes underneath the tent. It's slightly, slightly smaller than the size of your tent, um, and because you often camp on places where there are, you know, small stones or a, a, a tree root or something poking away, it, it's way easier to replace your footprint, which goes under your tent and is is the first line of defense against those stones and stuff, uh, than it is to be wake up in the middle of the night after pouring rain and find that the water's running through a hole in the bottom of your tent into your sleeping bag. Outside of that, no, read the reviews, pick a pick a good one. Go to a go to a Canadian tire and see what ones are the big sellers. Uh, go to a mountain equipment co-op and, and talk to the sales staff and you know places like that, they know their business. Also as an aside, uh, I'm group commissioner for the 69th Toronto Scout Group 
in here in Toronto and we had been researching replacing some of our tents and one of the scouters favored the El Capitan 4 by Eureka as well and also recommended getting the footprint. So Eureka just generally seems to be a good manufacturer and and seasoned scouters and seasoned campers um, seem to uh, appreciate the Eureka quality. That's it for us today and we hope to be with you every Sunday or so. Uh, If you have any questions, please feel free to email us. Our email address is hi at supergoodcamping.com. So H-I at supergoodcamping.com uh, or visit our website at supergoodcamping.com and reach out to us and we'd be happy to answer questions you have. Thanks. Have a great weekend. Bye.